welcome to the Life Support Podcast with your hosts, Michelle Van Dusen and June Colson, a couple of clean comedians here to support each other and others through comedy's wacky and winding roads. They'll talk about highs and lows and some traumatizing shows. So get ready, get set, let's go! Okay, welcome to the Last Support <laughs> Podcast, brought to you by the Hot Breath Comedy Network. <laughs> I'm your host, June Golson, here with my amazing friends, Michelle, with one L, Ben and Look what we discovered. We discovered what we could play peekaboo while the uh, intro is playing. So that's... <laughs> I mean, we're like up. kids. What is wrong we with are- us? Oh, nothing. Nothing that a good host and, and a good uh, guest can't fix. This is so true. This is we need true. to find a good host. We do. We, we do. To, I'm going to I'm gonna give you a fair warning. Both of the dogs are in the room with me right now because um, the, the little dog, we know he's, you know, he's barely surviving right now. He has no teeth and he can barely walk and and he might snore. But Reggie, Reggie, the big dog, I had him in the pen and there was a uh, horse fly in the garage. Oh. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, he was going to rip through the pen through the. Uh, so his pen is on the other side of this wall in the garage. Mm. And it like the the pictures were shaking. So I'm like, <laughs> we're going to just we're going to bring it because I'm like that, too. I'm telling you, I'm scared of bees. I'm scared of wasps. But horse flies, I think, just came straight out of the the depths of hell like they are satan's bugs they bite and they bite hard yes like, and then they come and back huge. and they come back again and then like when we're swimming if one lands on your head and you go underwater they it's don't drown there it's they, still there they don't yeah. even leave just hang no. on with you oh mm-hmm. yeah. yeah no so, so much fun <laughs> so, so today we had spiders on me, yes, and yes. and now you have horse flies and a Excellent. horse fly. I, I I can't stand them. But um, our good friend Rhonda Corey, uh, yeah. this this summer she bought me one of those tennis racket looking things. You know, what I'm talking about that yep. that are the bug zappers. Do you have one of these? I do. Um, oh my gosh, it's just, and, it, and it makes a noise and the smell. Can you do you get the smell yet? I you know I live for the smell. I like I. I stand outside, like in the dark, especially when I don't even know what bugs are around me, and I just swing it, and it's like lightning, and I hear them fry because I can't stand bugs. Like it's 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 cruel that my name is June Bug. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's not right at all. Are you scared of bugs, Michelle? No, I am not scared of bugs. None. Um, no, uh, I don't like spiders. I but don't they're not like bugs. snakes. Technically, no, they're not bugs. Right? They're not. So. I I don't like I, I don't like them. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not going to go around and start picking them up. Uh, when I had a garden, I had to wear gloves to take the the slugs and and the caterpillars off and stuff. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, I'm done gardening. I'll just you know go buy my produce at the store. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I I don't like them, but I'm yeah. not afraid of them. Not a fan. That song, yeah. the kids' song, the itsy bitsy spider. You know. I didn't let, I just stopped it. I just stopped when the spider drowned. The sun never came up in my song. He never, he never got to go back up the spout again. And I'm like, ah, he, didn't, he, dead. he didn't actually drown in that. He just went oh, down. He, he does in my version. Oh, oh okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> he sure does. A spider's gone. That spider's gone. Okay. So enough about spiders. 
we have um, a fantastic guest. I just know this is going to be so much fun. So I personally have not had the pleasure other than until just a few moments ago to meet our guest. Mm -hmm. But I know, Michelle, that uh, that you know him and you are uh, a huge fan of his. And we are super excited. Tell us all about it. Who's on the show today, right. Michelle Van Dusen? <laughs> Okay, so our guest today has performed like in clubs and corporate events and churches and cruises for like over 38 years. Like he's been in comedy for a long time. He's open for like Louis Anderson, Kevin Nealon, and just the list goes on, right? Recently, he just taped his dry bar special. So that hopefully will come uh, out summer. Oh, that'll be exciting. I can't wait. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. I can't wait. So let's welcome to the Laugh Support Podcast, my very, very funny friend, Stephen B. Hey, Woo! how are you? There he is. Yes. I hate bugs too. Oh, do you? Okay, yeah. good. They're I not, even have not this. June bugs. <gasps> you know what this is? This I is, do know what that is. This is the bug assault weapon. It and is. It, it's pump action and it loads salt in here. And then you take the safety off. And then you can shoot the little bugs off the wall. And, <laughs> and when you're older, you need better aim. I have to get a, like a scope on here, like maybe a three time scope so I can shoot better because I'm missing <laughs> them all the time. Scope. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's pretty awesome. So we used to have yeah, one of those. One. We used to have one of those at my house. But <clears throat> but along with having that, I also have two boys. Ah, so you, you know what happened with the yep. uh, salt gun. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so now I just have the tennis racket where I can zap them. And um, <laughs> my, you my and the boys shot each other. Actually, it was me shooting them. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you got a taser for that. No, <laughs> my my four boys. They actually like we get a lot of geckos on our window because mm. um, mm. if we leave the light on, then you know the flies go there, then the geckos get there. My kids capture whatever is. Um, out and about and bring it inside. I'm like, okay, that goes in a cage. That goes in a cage. That goes in a until you take it back out. It's all going in a cage. You got a um, bunch of geckos in the house. They're all trying to sell you auto insurance. Oh, it's it's so annoying. annoying. Yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> Just talking, talking, talking. Hey, so I've got a story for you. I'm so shut up. <laughs> It's better than when Flo shows up. I'm just saying. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. We got to bundle all that insurance. Well, well Stephen, uh, our, yeah. our uh, podcast is called Laugh Support. And yes. um, basically, we'd like to kind of dive in and find out. So first of all, we'll ask you, um, how long ha have you been doing comedy? And then we'll dive into kind of when you think back to the beginning of your career was there anybody who was kind of your laugh support? Was there somebody you can think of that that maybe encouraged you or pointed out the fact that you were funny or, you know, just did something to help you along the way? Well, uh, first off, uh, I was a little confused about the, the show because, you you know, I know you're from the South and you say laugh support. I, yes. I'm, I'm thinking you're saying life support. And uh, we were going to talk Clear. about paramedics. Yeah, yeah exactly. But um <laughs> No, I, yes. I've been I'm doing comedy uh, 38 years, uh, a very uh, good long time. And to be honest with you, there wasn't a lot of support uh, uh, for it going, mm. uh, getting going. See, I was a theater arts major in college and I started really 
thinking that I wanted to try stand-up comedy, even though, you know, I had this amazing uh, view of what a stand-up comic did. I didn't think I'd ever become one. Uh, I thought they were much more talented than I could ever be. And uh, so one time I, I gave it a shot. I, I did an, an open mic type thing and I was booed off the stage um, only because of one joke, though. I, I'll mm -hmm. tell you that. It was only one joke. Um, and then two nights later, I did the same show and I left that joke off and I won $50 first prize. And that was like my biggest lesson in stand-up comedy. That is, sometimes you die, sometimes you win, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. But I didn't have people going, you're really good, you need to do this, and, and uh, here's how. Uh, the first person I ever asked about how I get into stand-up comedy was uh, a man named A. Whitney Brown. I don't know if you're familiar familiar with him, but uh, he was on Saturday Night Live and uh, he's been a comedian forever. And it was his long before he was on Saturday Night Live. He was a, 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 a touring comedian. So I said, well, can you give me any tips on, on how to do comedy? And um, he said, yeah, you just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, really, I need some tips. He says, yeah, you just do it. And I thought, okay, he's blowing me off. That's what it is. You're just blowing right. me off, right? right? No, I learned years later that you just do it. And if it works, you're a comedian. And if it doesn't, you know, go sell shoes. Mm. Lucky for me, I could do both. <laughs> uh, did you sell shoes, really? I'm, I've sold everything. I've had more jobs <laughs> than Mike Rowe. Trust me. I, you know, I, <laughs> nice. I, I have done everything under the sun. Yeah, because, you know, I'm a family guy first. You know, I, I love comedy. I could make a full-time career of it. But if I did, I wouldn't have... Um, a family uh, by my side. I, I wouldn't be married to this day and I would have neglected my children because that's what it takes to be a, success, a successful comedian. It's got to be about you and your career and you got to travel all over the place right. and, and make it about that. And I chose family first. Wow. Mm. That's, that's yeah. commendable because a lot of people mm -hmm. don't and they end mm -hmm. up losing their family or they end up becoming compromised while they're on the road. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that, that's really, really great that you chose your family over well, that. Well, honestly, it was one of those things where I kind of learned what was important by uh, watching my wife and and who she was. And, mm. and that's what changed my approach to life. Because mm. prior to her, I was all about me. It was mm -hmm. nothing but me. Me, 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 my act, my show, my life, you know. Because mm. I thought I deserved uh, more than I actually did because I had a tough childhood. And basically, I was just a, um, a real narcissistic whiner. Um, and then I met her and I learned what love was about. And that changed mm. everything for me. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's awesome. So that actually would bring us really to the next question. Um, when you did, because I know, I know you just said like when you first started out, there really wasn't anyone there for you. But it sounds like because you were paying attention to your family that your your wife was a support for you. Mm -hmm. Oh, my um, wife is my biggest fan. She'll always support me in everything. The only problem is she's not a real good judge of comedy because she mm -hmm. loves me so much. She thinks everything I say is funny. Yes. You know, so, <laughs> you know. She's been lying to you. No. Uh, <laughs> no, she means it. She's just yeah. an easy mark, you know, she's uh -huh. a shill, you know, Yes, she's my own personal shill. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Now, how many kids, how many kids do you have? I have 97. 97 and, uh, children. That's awesome. Well, I was on the road for a long time. Right. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I have three children. 
Okay. And uh, they're all boys. Uh, my oldest is going to be 30. Oh my gosh. Wow. Uh, this July. Ooh. And my twins are going to be 29 in November. Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. It's all boys. So all of all us, boys. Michelle has four boys. You have boys. I have two boys. Yeah. Tell you Michelle what. wins. She wins. She has yeah, she, yeah. She has, or <laughs> does she? But does she really win? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no, no. Well, either. let's see. For yeah. Father's Day, they, yeah. including the the husband, they all went out to Colorado to go climb mountains or something. So wow, yeah, I think I'm winning fun. on this. Yeah, you're mm -hmm. winning on this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah in fact, um, but my husband's so sweet. He still um, got me dinner. He had pizza delivered. I'm like, oh, thank you. So. So yep. he had pizza delivered to you to me. for his yeah. Father's Day weekend because he's not home, and you get pizza and a quiet house. That's a no, I don't. I don't have a quiet house though because <laughs> I do have another man child here. Um, oh, okay. Okay. My my son who just graduated college, he has some buddies, and so because his buddy um, got displaced for the weekend, he's like, "Can he stay?" I'm like. Yeah, I'll trade in Michael for a Michael. So I have another Michael in my house, but he's right. actually staying in his room. So yeah, that, that comes to... with the territory, though. With boys, I think boys yeah. just come with more boys. Like my, yeah. my my youngest son Trey, when he walks through the door, we'll count one, two, three, four more, five, six. Babe, how many? Nine, nine for dinner. Okay, <laughs> I used to, <laughs> I used to do a joke about that. I did. Oh really? I, I used to go up on stage when my kids were younger and say, "Yeah, I've got." Uh, I've got children. I got three boys. I got three of my own. I got two of somebody else's. I don't even know where they yes. came from. No, they came for a sleepover and they never went home. You know, yes. <laughs> right. yes. when I run out of food, I'm sure I'll find out where they go. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, so we we talked about like who was supportive to you starting out. You've obviously had a, a long career, an opportunity to yeah. uh, be exposed to other comedians, and also yes. for people to, to spend time with you. Um, you said you know there wasn't a lot of support starting out for you. No, not starting out no it took years until i i found somebody who was so um uh, connected with what i was doing and appreciated it mm -hmm. that we began talking back and forth about the industry and learning it uh he has about 10 years more in the industry than me and he was a help later on mm -hmm. but it wasn't until like 10 years into it yeah which wow. I think sometimes a blessing and a curse, right? Well, it was you, great you, for me. Yeah. You're yeah. learning the hard way, but then, you know, so you, you appreciate the walk and the work that other people are having to do. Right. Well, June, like, uh, let me, let me clear it up. And, and I want to be completely honest about this and not cast any aspersions like, Oh, poor me. I had to do it all. Right. Right. Yeah. I wasn't probably going to be receptive to anybody trying to help mm -hmm. me at that time because mm -hmm. I wasn't that guy yet. You yeah. know, I was still very much inside my own head. So it was good that it took a good 10 years of learning the business on my own before I really started learning about how to be a decent human uh, mm -hmm. as well. You know, I burned a lot of bridges growing in, you know, to this business. Yeah. And I yeah. really did. And um, that's the humility that comes with uh, Christ. And I'll be honest right, right. off the bat, uh, if not for uh, the faith that uh, I watched my wife live, I probably would not have been able to grow to that point. But with comedy, um, Chicago Steve Barkley uh, was a big influence in me. In fact, he was the guy that, here's a good story, okay? So we move out from New Jersey in 1977. My mother gets this job at a, a company called Raychem on the peninsula in the Bay Area. And she, and you know, I'm just, I, I don't know anybody. I'm new in, in the area. She has me come to one of these big company parties. Well, 
the lead uh, entertainment was Maria Muldaur. Do you know who she is? She's a singer from from the seventies. Okay, no. and opening for Maria Muldaur was this guy in Chicago, Steve Barkley, a comedian. I'm like, all right, I'll go watch. And I watched him, and I was like, five minutes into his act, I'm like, oh, I can do this. This guy is like me. He's just like me. He and I are so much alike. It's crazy, right? And so I waited till after a show. I walked up to him. I said, hey, uh, the Chicago State, my name is, is uh, Steve Borringer. I, this, this is a show. I really, I, I loved it. I, it's something like He's like, yeah, okay. And he walks away, and he blows me off. Well, he ends up <laughs> 10 years later being my best friend in comedy, wow. and we're still friends to this day. Yeah. I just went. I just went to his seventieth birthday, and he's been in the business more than uh, forty-five years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So he lives out by you out in L.A. or? Uh, no, I live actually in Northern California near Sacramento, and he mm-hmm. lives north of me in the hills of uh, of Yuba County. So it's um, probably about two hours from here, but uh, we're in touch all the time. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah. Now, I know that you you were just talking about, you know, you weren't the man um, until Christ came in and, and it helped you. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Which is really all about kind of in this in this book that you wrote, isn't it? Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, I do talk about that uh, a little bit in that book. I'm surprised you still have it. Um, I, uh, I don't yeah. Wanna, <laughs> look, I don't want to brag about the book. I truly don't because, okay, all right. I sold about. 50 copies. And uh, I know, I know it's a lot. Wow. But, um, yeah, I know I'm telling you. It, it didn't you take can off still buy it. Don't, yeah, yes. you can. Yeah, you, you can, can still, still buy it on um, Amazon. Just FYI. Mm-hmm. And you know, the weird thing is, do you, do you see what year that was published? No. Um, now this is a podcast. You keep holding it up, Michelle. What's the no, name? No, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking on here. No, I don't. Down below, I don't. The road to selfdom. Okay. Oh there. yeah, yeah. The road to selfdom. Yeah, it's yeah. in the first page. Is where they usually put that uh, the publishing date. The original. Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. It is now yep. twenty twenty one, and everything I write in there about yeah. what is happening in our culture and our society has come true. Wow. And that and and I look at it and I'm like. Wow, that's crazy, you know, yeah. that I was so drilled in the scripture actually revealed the differences and what the things we really need to pay attention to. So, mm. you know, yeah, it was very interesting. I I don't know if that book was for anyone but me, to be honest with you. Yes. Uh, you know, writing it yeah. really shaped my uh, understanding of the Bible in in ways yeah. that I had never experienced before. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's 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 definitely not a waste of time. The I'm kind of in a journey right now where I spent a couple of years writing a book and mm-hmm. it's uh, very reflective of my you know it's reflecting back on my childhood and um you know just living in at home with mental illness and alcoholism and and, and a right. lot of things but it's a lot of actually really funny stories. Right. And for a long time, I was like, God, who's this for? You know, who's going to read this? And and as I as I got through writing it, it was so healing yeah. for me. And it opened my eyes and it's allowed me to um, to, to love my parents even more. So, uh, oh, you know, wow. I am kind of in that like, what, what if only one copy sells? Well, what if? Because right. it's changed my relationship and good for and you, my and that's what you wrote and, it for. Yeah, good yeah, for you. I'll, I'll yeah. buy it. So Michelle is going to be one. the one. So <laughs> she's going to buy the you're one. You're welcome. Copy. 
But obviously, okay, so we see that, you know, uh, we see spiritually you've evolved, emotionally you've evolved. As far as uh, my looks, my your your looks have evolved. Yeah, completely devolved. I'm I'm losing my hair. It's the Richard. It's that Richard Gears. You know, you got that salt and pepper Richard Gear thing going on. I have everything about Richard Gear except the good looks. Yes, (laughs) um, and the fame and the money. So uh, yeah, we're a lot alike. (laughs) Yeah, and the name. yeah, well, have you true. have you found that uh, an opportunity to be somebody's life support? I mean, you you know, yes. starting out, you weren't necessarily able to do that, but but have you? Yeah. So tell us about that. Who who have so you been able to pour into? This is well, I'm not going to mention names, because, right? That's okay. Because you know what, I I I let them do that, and I have recently. Let me let me tell you one of the most gratifying moments I've had in stand up comedy. I was at a. Uh, a local uh, stand-up comedy club um, called Laughs Unlimited in Old Sacramento, and there was a Christmas party. And there were about three or four young and -and up-and-coming successful comedians who I had helped as they were coming up and and mentored and kind of talked to them about, you know, working clean and the business and all this. And, you know, I didn't know it took. I didn't know it took. And each Mm. one of them came up to me and thanked me and they said they wouldn't be there where they were today if wow. not for what I told them and how I helped them. And I, I still get kind of chills over that. That's amazing. I had no idea I had that influence on them. And yet they, to this day, are grateful for that. So um, I'm always open to mentoring anyone. If anybody says, you know, someday I'd like to try stand-up comedy, I go, here's my card. Call me. I'll help you put together five minutes. We'll get you up wow. on stage. You you might be great at it, you know, and yeah. you never know. I the one thing I do bring to the party and the only thing I will, uh, I think your dog said it succinctly. What I bring is a lot of noise and no, um, what, what I bring to the party is 38 years of experience of making mistakes and learning the right way to do things and the wrong way to do things. Uh, stagecraft, understanding how to uh, connect with a crowd, understanding how to manage the time to block mm-hmm. your act. These things come over a long period of time. And those things are, I wish somebody had told me as I was coming up a lot of these things. So I'm open to tell anybody about them. You know, it's to me that I'm more passionate about that. I even have a little section on my website for people booking rooms and how to set up a room because I know what works, you know, and, and it is a formula. There's comedy is a magical thing. It really is. Now, have you ever thought about writing um, a workshop or a book along those lines where you're, you're divulging all the comedy insights that you know? No, what I want to do is I want to get together with my friend, Chicago, Steve Barkley into a podcast and, Mm -hmm. and do that. That is one of the things I want to do. I, the book I'm writing now is a novel. I have a very, uh, um, good start on this novel. It's nothing to do with comedy. Uh, it's complete adventure, with Mm -hmm. a undertone of the way I see what's going on in the world Mm -hmm. uh, without pointing out, without being political, put it that way. And um, it's, I'm enjoying it. I read what I wrote and I went, did I write that? Holy smokes. That's pretty good. You know? Yeah. That's (laughs) kind of fun. Yeah. Now have you from when you first started to where you are now, um, have you 
change the way that you do your comedy? Because I know that you mm-hmm. have a couple of um, really rapid fire, fantastic mm-hmm. bits. You know, like the um, the the food one, and then uh, the the is it a football game or a basketball game? What was football. it? Football. Football. Yeah, like they're just you know just boom boom boom. They just hit you like that. Have you always done your comedy like that? Or yes. You, yeah. Yes. I've always been a pounder. You know, I, I go up and, I, and a punchline, 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 story, punchline, 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 story, you know, and because I see comedy like this, you, you, you get a laugh, then you, you get the next laugh and then you get the next laugh. Then you get the big laugh and you mm-hmm. wait till they're almost done laughing and you hit them with another smaller and the, you just keep climbing the ladder. That's what I envision when I write uh, an mm-hmm. act and so I've always enjoyed that style. And I think I got that style from uh, watching, you know, comics coming up. You know, while kids were playing wiffle ball in the street, I was watching Merv Griffin shows and, mm. and watching comedians, uh, you know, on daytime TV. Mm. And so I loved that. I was a student of, of the craft. I really was. What's changed over the years is, uh, I've, you know, I don't swear on stage. I don't do anything vulgar. When I started out, every, everybody starts out that way uh, because you don't have a real good punchline, so you throw in a, an expletive, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It was the 80s. I was a different human being, and, and I did that, and I don't need that anymore, so I don't do it. Every once in a while, I write a very funny joke that has an S word in it or something, and I think, gosh, I wish I could do that on stage because uh, that's a funny joke, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I just give those to other comics. It's not something that I... I want to do on stage because I have an audience that wants clean material and mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Mm. Yeah. Nice. So when you think back at, you know, just a, a, along the way, is there anybody who gave you a piece of advice that maybe you've carried throughout your career or you were, or you would give to someone else right now if they were going to, uh, to start doing comedy? No, nobody gave me any advice like that. I learned it on my own. Um, and if I were to give anybody advice, it would, de- it would depend on where they are in the process mm-hmm. because you've done comedy. You understand it's a process. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. process from putting your fi- first five minutes together, from standing on stage and doing an open mic, and then learning what that experience is like. Being able to come back after you die on stage, mm-hmm. right? And, and still want to do it without fear, maybe a little nervousness, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. and keep, it's, it's that desire. You have to have it. And the people who don't, who think, oh, it was a horrible experience. I'm never doing it again. Good. Mm-hmm. You don't belong here. That's yeah. cool. It's not for everybody, right? Yeah. 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 So what I tell comics is based on what they know and where they are in the process. Um, I'm writing a list of rules. It's sort of like uh, Leroy uh, Gibbs from... Um, uh, what is it? Uh, um, oh, what's that show? For goodness sakes, it's been on forever. Uh, CS, not CSI, but uh, NCIS. Mm-hmm. Gibbs, Gibbs has these rules. Well, I think there's rules of comedy. And, and rule number one is have fun. It's not just um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a good idea. It's a business plan. Uh, mm-hmm. Because if you're not having fun on stage, they're not having fun in the audience. Mm -hmm. And you have to, the very first thing you have to do is get to a point when you're on stage that you're having fun. Mm Because the minute you stop having fun, they sense it. And they're going to stop having fun. They're going to go, oh. That's good. That's good. That's number one. Number two is if you don't believe it, 
they're not going to believe it. Mm-hmm. And so these are the first two things that I would tell every comic. Number one, you mm-hmm. have to have fun. If you're not having fun, you're not going to be successful. Number two, if you don't believe what's coming out of your mouth, they're not going to believe it. Even if what you're, what's coming out of your mouth is a complete fabrication because it's a joke, mm-hmm. you got to sell it like you believe it. Yeah. Because yeah. if you don't believe it, they're never going to believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Where were you when I first started? Oh, that's right. Uh, you were there. I didn't listen. Yeah. yeah, I was over here. Yeah. It is nice though when you can start to settle in and have you know, have a good time. <laughs> because I, I yeah. remember comedians telling me that they're yeah. like, you just have fun, June. Just go have fun. And I'm like, but I'm scared to death. <laughs> <laughs> you you feel like your head's on fire. Have fun. No, yeah. no. <laughs> oh my Her hair he was have, on fire once. <laughs> he must have yeah, he must have seen my act because yeah, <laughs> I actually do a bit where my husband and I on our first date, I um he was a smoker and uh-huh. uh, he asked me if I smoked and I was like, heck yeah, I smoke, but I didn't. And so I tried to pretend <laughs> and I flipped a cigarette out the window, but this was the eighties and my <laughs> hair was filled with Aquanet. Aquanet. Oh, it blew, yes. yes. It blew back in and got stuck in my bangs and I caught my head on fire on our first date. Oh yeah. 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 It was. Uh, yeah. So when you said that, I thought, Oh man, maybe he's seen my act. <laughs> It reminds me of a joke I did when I was an opening act many, many years ago, you know, Aquanet. That sounds like something Jacques Cousteau would carry. We catch the little fishies in the Aquanet, you know, (laughs) and then we place them in the final net. You know, because that was another hairspray back then, you know. Oh, but yes, every, yeah. there was. In the 80s, all the girls were wearing the, you know, the satellite dish oh, haircut in the front. Yeah, you know, with the, the big poof up front. Yeah. 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 We, had, we, we would take our, we would take a pick, pull it out, spray it with Aquanet, then just blow dry it until it was concrete, you know. And yeah. you could, I mean, you could ride a motorcycle and your hair wouldn't move. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I had I had big hair. I did too, you know. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I missed all of that. I missed all that. I was riding horses, so I had a helmet on my head <laughs> all those years. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh my goodness. So um, I think the other advice I would give to any comic coming up is once you're established and you're getting paid gigs and you go to open mics and you see somebody who's really struggling, offer advice, help them out because there's room for everybody. The biggest problem in stand-up comedy, and this has been career-wise, is that people uh, are highly competitive with other comedians when yeah. the only person you should be competing against is yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you can't compete with yeah. someone else. You're not them. They're not you. Yeah. And if they're getting gigs and you're not, it's not because they're a better comic. It's because they're, they're, they're doing something that you're not. Maybe you need to write more. Maybe you need to be better at networking. Mm-hmm. You know? Never mm-hmm. compete with this room for everybody. Wow, that's so good. Yeah. That is yeah, so good. I, I love that. <laughs> I, I remember the first time that uh, that I did a comedy club, and when I got finished, one of the comedians came over, and they were like, there's room for you, June. There's so much room for you. There you go. And I was just, I was just overwhelmed by it. You know, just having someone established confirm you know what you're doing and 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 to right. tell you there's room it's yeah yeah that's, that's awesome i love yeah. that p i love that you that you say that because it is it's it's it can be a lonely journey it can be harsh and yeah. um having somebody just to say a kind word to you in that journey is, is pretty huge michelle van dusen i am so glad that you grabbed Stephen b and talk right? to me coming on here. We, we, what do you say, Michelle? We need to have him back like, I don't know, 10, 12, like a lot. 13 more times. 
Any anytime, really. I, I I'd be more than happy to talk about the craft of comedy. It is a passion of mine. It's it's one of the things I love for many reasons. I didn't even get into that. Sometime, if you do have me back, I'll explain to you why comedy is so important to me and how it kind of saved my life. Mm. And um, the um, the reverence uh, in the way I approach uh, the the craft of comedy. I, I, w- I wish I were a better writer these days. Uh, mm. I'm working on bits and I just, I'm so distracted with other things, other responsibilities. Mm. I wish I could work on them the way it was in the 80s. It's the biggest change has been uh, in the 80s, you could do a guest set at a different room every night mm. in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. You never had to leave the Bay Area. There were so many rooms to do uh, uh, open mics and guest sets and, and pop in yeah. and out. And now, you know, it's once every two months you get to go to a place and, and try new material. It's just not enough. You need mm-hmm. that repetition. The more stage time, the better you get. It's like machinery. You know, mm-hmm. I, yeah. When I come off uh, this year of COVID, uh, the worst part was the first show because it's like a lawnmower that's been sitting there all year. Mm. And man, it takes a lot of tugs to get it going. But mm-hmm. once you're going and it's lubed up and everything's good, mm-hmm. one pull every time. And, and yeah. I'm starting to get back to that point now. I had a show last night. It went very well. I still dropped good. like 10 minutes of material because I couldn't remember it because yeah. I'm not <sighs> up and running yet. Yeah. yeah, but you're I but found, you're back at it though. So oh, yeah. that, that's what matters right now, for sure, yeah. for sure. It Go sounds ahead, like you need. It sounds like you need to come spend at least a week or two in Tulsa because um, <laughs> downtown they have every night at a different spot. Um, wow. There's there's mics. Yeah, that's awesome. I wish I yeah. could, but you know, one of the reasons that um, I'm not a full time comedian and I do have a day job is because I need to stay home uh, with my wife. Um, there's you know. There's health issues. I need to stay. Yeah. The only way I'd go on the road is if uh, she were by my side. And uh, I wouldn't put her through that. Mm, yeah, living yeah. in hotel to hotel. Yeah, I I like it. But, you know, I'm I'm weird. You need yeah. to get a big RV and just, yeah. you know, there Stephen B, you know, <laughs> here again. Stephen B RV. There it is. Uh, there it is. But it sounds like it sounds like, Stephen, we circled right back around to what uh, seems to be at your yeah. core is your faith and your family. Oh, you yeah. Know? Well, family it's the only comes, thing that really matters, right? Yeah. 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 Well, man, I wish we had more time, but it looks like we, it's about that time to, to roll out of here. But Stephen, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, Michelle had your podcast or your um, website down here at the bottom. Is there anything that you'd like to promote anything else before we, we sign off of here? No, 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 there's nothing. I just, yeah, Yeah. my gigs are, you know, all all the dates I'm working are on uh, my website. I'm pretty much off social media until my dry bar special gets released and I'm going to dump everything there. And I, uh, social media is so toxic these days. All I want to do is talk about comedy anyway. So, yes. Well, that dry bar, definitely be looking for that. What's the name of your dry bar? What's your specialty? We haven't gotten there yet. No name yet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait to find out what it's going to be. Well, we'll, Uh, uh, if we, Michelle says it's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle said it's funny. That would be a great one. That'll be Michelle a great one. Michelle likes it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Stephen, thank you again for being here with My us pleasure. today. Thank that you. wraps up another episode of Laugh Support. I'm June Colson. Remember, Jesus and Junebug loves you. This is my great friend, Michelle Van Dusen. And this has been another episode of Laugh Support. Support. Thanks for listening. <laughs> laugh, 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 support. Laugh, y'all. Laugh, laugh support.
laugh. Um, all right. So uh, we're out. Almost. Okay. <laughs> and we're getting there. We're getting and.